Today is Holy Trinity Sunday. That mind-bending Sunday where we grapple for metaphors and explanations of how we can both be monotheistic and believe that God is three persons. No, it is not that we believe that God has multiple personalities. No, it is not that we believe that God is conjoined triplets. No, it is not that God is an undercover agent with three aliases. It's a concept that we can receive and try to explain even to kids, but not really fully understand. It's a concept that's too big for our cute little human brains. One of the great mysteries of the faith. We might not be able to fully comprehend how God can be one God and three persons simultaneously. And if you figured out a better way than the icicle grass thing that I like to use for my children's sermon, please let me know. But we can comprehend the importance of community. We understand relationships. We are human after all. Relationships with all of their gifts and foibles are our specialty. We're really good and really bad at them all at the same time, and we need them to survive. We might not be able to grasp that three-in-one thing, but we can grasp that three are stronger than one, right? We can get that three can get more done than one. We understand that we're with a couple of our friends, we're safer, we're less lonely, we're more likely to laugh. So maybe that is the message of Holy Trinity Sunday. Not the nuances of the three-in-one, not the mental gymnastics of theology of how, uh, you know, all of this works. <clears throat> but the relationships that it represents. Our Old Testament text this morning asserts that we have been created in God's image. And that was a really long part of the Thank you so much for reading it. Excellent work. Most of the time, we like to think about being made in the image of God in terms of what God looks like, right? But I think that's far too small-minded, even for our cute little human brains. God's image and likeness is not a head and two hands and two feet and eyes and a nose. God's image and likeness is relationship and community. God's image and likeness is love. We were created in God's image and likeness. We were created for community, for relationship, for love. Our epistle this morning gives us a glimpse at some of the qualities that bolster that community that we were created for. Agreeing with one another. Putting each other first. Living in peace. Forgiving each other. Sharing affection. Taking care of each other. Working for reconciliation. All these things that bolster the community to live in such a way that reflects the image and likeness of God. Creating space for people to heal and grow. Just as God has created, redeemed, and continues to heal the world, 
we too, created in the image and likeness of God, have the responsibility to work towards this together. How many of you have a garden in your yard? Yeah, and some of them are delicious. Thank you for the zucchini this week. Judy, we've been eating it up. You don't go out and just say, I want a garden in my backyard, but I'm not gonna work toward it, right? It wouldn't work very well to just go buy seeds for carrots and onions and rutabagas and just throw them on the grass and be like, okay, my work here is done. By the way, isn't it beautiful that one of the parts of the creation story is the assertion that every single fruit has a seed already in it? You know what that means, right? That you're not going to eat just today. That you're going to eat next year too. And that your grandchildren will have a meal. And beyond and beyond and beyond. How beautiful that that's worked into creation. But so you don't just go out there and just throw the seeds out, right? It requires digging and moving and changing. It requires sweat and tears and maybe a bee sting or two. It requires that we not stop after we put everything in the ground, right? Especially here in South Texas, what is important to do after you plant them? Water it. <laughs> we have to pay attention and stay attentive. In like manner, one would not just say, we need a hospital around these parts. There's an empty hotel, we'll just have it there. There's space, right? No, you need infrastructure, you need medicine, you need the right people and training and equipment, you need space to heal. It requires vigilance and care. Any kind of community requires work. And a community like ours, meant to be the hands and feet of Jesus on earth, meant to heal and grow people, is no exception. We don't gather here just to connect with old friends, even though that's very nice. We don't come to church to sing our favorite songs, although that is a fringe benefit. We don't come to church to be saved. God has taken care of that. The grace in our name is the grace that claims us. It's the grace that is our belonging. We come to church to have the kinds of relationships in community that transform us and the world and allow us to live in the image and likeness of God, which is love. We don't get to do that by ourselves. We can't do it very well by ourselves. We come together to create space for one another and for others that we haven't even met yet so that someone who's experiencing a dark night of the soul can look up communities of faith on the internet and find out what time our church starts and come in here and have a safe space to be themselves, to ask questions, to cry if they need to, to be welcome to the table. I had a parishioner once who was a widower. His beloved wife died of breast cancer and after a while, he decided that he would want to date. She had told him before she died that she wanted him to, and so he sort of begrudgingly started that process. One of the people that he dated was special enough that he brought her to church. She was in her early 70s and just a lovely human, and she came to the altar on her first Sunday with us at church for communion, and she wept and wept 
as she received communion. She told me later that she had been raised in a tradition that withheld the sacrament of communion from people, first for not being confirmed, and then because she had been divorced. She had never received communion before. She was in her 70s, until she met this guy on Match.com and showed up in a little Lutheran church in the Skagit Valley of Washington State and heard a welcome wide enough for her and knew that she was invited to receive it. I had the joy of marrying those two, right on the water at their house on Samish Island, and she's still an active member of that congregation, and she never takes communion for granted. What we do here in the image and likeness of God heals us and heals the world. What we do here matters. It matters that we exist. It matters that we stumble through this life and sometimes get it wrong and most of the time get it right, hopefully, and sometimes that's reversed, right? But that we keep apologizing and that we keep coming to the table together and we keep living in the love that God showed us. It matters that we confess our sins. It matters that we allow the word to open our hearts. It matters that we have the kind of hope to be people who know that resurrection will come. The kind of healing community that we create here is our refuge in times of need and the healing of the world. Holy Trinity Sunday shows us this, that inextricable community is our destiny. We were not meant to be rugged individualists. We were not meant to hold our fears and failures in secret solitude and just beat ourselves up with them all the time. We're not meant to hurt ourselves trying to do what we cannot even do by ourselves. This life, we were made for love. We were made to care and be cared for. We were made to be held accountable for our bad behavior and celebrated for our good work. We were made to help each other in our times of need. We were made to feel hope when our beloveds can't, to hope for them, and to rely on others when we can't see the future. Because God is three persons in one, we cannot be the image and likeness of God without each other. This is our celebration on Trinity Sunday. Here we are, together, the image and likeness of God. Thanks be to God, creator, redeemer, and inspirer. Amen. Let's stand.